no chance. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 30 of the No Chance Podcast. As always, your hosts, Ryan and Nate. If it's your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. Wait, 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 hold on. Let's back up. Let's back up. Damn, what happened? Ryan just, he had to do the intro like 10 times. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know why he was so nervous. Uh, Are you good? I think I always get kind of nervous in the beginning of every episode just because it's just like... We've been sitting here for like 10 minutes (laughs) waiting to record. I get excited, man. It's like, it's almost like you're putting on your VR helmet and jumping into a whole nother world. It's It's a weird feeling. I can't explain it. And it's just me talking to you. It's not like... Hey, it's Nate. not like there's anybody watching this. <laughs> it's like, Nate, we're going to start a, a conversation. You ready? Okay. And then I instantly get nervous. Yeah. No, it's not like that. But before I was interrupted by Nate, if it's your first time listening, welcome to the podcast. No applause, Nate. <laughs> Damn, no applause. Um, if it's your 30th time listening to the podcast, thank you for sticking. Yeah, salute. Uh, you know, stay in tune with, with what we're doing. We appreciate the Through support. the good and the bad episodes. The good and the bad. Mostly the bad, but... Yo, please tell us how you felt about the last episode. Yeah. That was definitely, I honestly don't even remember definitely that Definitely a lot different. That was with the homie Marco. Definitely a lot different than what we usually do. Actually, like you know a, what? I think that one was a good one. It was, That was actually, a good episode. Can, I like that one, actually. You can definitely tell by the amount of listens we get after like that span of like five days or so. If it's hitting about... Above a certain number, then we're we're in, a, in good shape. Uh, just a little segue. Oh, go ahead. Someone actually pitched me a really good idea. Actually, I'm just kidding. It was my idea. <laughs> oh damn! Um, you, go, you ghostwriting for yeah, yourself? Yeah, ghostwriting for myself. All right, all right. Go ahead. Shoot. Let us know what you guys are doing while you listen to our podcast. Yeah. Like if you're. Yeah, be completely honest. About yeah. It too. Whether you're cooking, driving, I listen to them at work. Um, do you think it's weird to like listen to have headphones in and cook? No, not at all. That's pretty I, normal, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd yeah, say yeah. it's. I mean, like, it's not like you need to know about your surroundings while you're cooking anyway. You're mm. in the comfort of your own kitchen, I would hope. It's true. So yeah, yeah you're safe. Yeah, um, but uh, let us know what you guys yeah. do while you listen to our podcast. I think that's super important. Just, hopefully, it's not anything weird. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, if you're listening, you know, boot up with your girl, your guy, and you're listening you know, to our podcast. Shout little, out to I mean, you. Yo. You know, awesome, awesome. That's that's almost a compliment. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, what you guys do after that is is on your guys' terms. But. Even that, even <laughs> yo. I mean, just throw episode fourteen. Nah, what's the Valentine's Day episode? What episode number is uh, that? Maybe like four or five ago. I'm not sure. Maybe like twenty four, twenty. Yeah, just throw on episode the Valentine's Day episode. Yeah, that's and, a good one. That's, that's a real a romantic one. one. Yeah, that one. That one We're no the, Barry uh, Wider, you know what I mean? But yeah, you know, if, I mean, if, if, if we're podcasts, you're to go in. Yeah. That's what's up. All right, let's <laughs> All right, get anyways. into uh, this week's episode. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about? Um, a topic that you know. Uh, was kind of brought forward to our attention that I was surprised we never actually talked about. It's like one of, and if you look at the pillars of sort of what built up streetwear, it's, I would say, and you can agree or disagree, you, I would say disagree. hip-hop, hip-hop and, and, and sort of rock, so so music, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, pop culture, whatever pop culture is, whether that's, um, you know, big moments in history or, you know, just different generations and decades. And then the last one I would say would be like skateboarding and surfing culture. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. So that is what this episode is going to be covered. Uh, Actually not covered. Uh, That's what this episode is going to be about. It's surprising that we never did an episode about skateboarding because 
I mean, that's usually the first thing that comes to mind when we think of, of streetwear, just like trends and, and certain styles nowadays, especially with all the trends that are coming back. Um, it's something that, you know, skaters have been sort of perpetrating for the longest time. Oh, yeah. Skating is super big now. It's it's huge. It's huge. It's Everybody very mainstream now. as yeah. well, too. And I yeah. think that's where um, we see a lot of the commercial success of, like, streetwear brands being sold in shops like your local Zoomies, um, shit, everywhere. I mean, Zoomies is just a, a good example of, of that. But you definitely see a lot of skateboarding influence in high fashion and streetwear. It's, it's everywhere now. Yeah, so... I mean, you you skate, right? Yeah. So, let me ask you this: Why is streetwear such a big part of skating, and vice versa? Why is skating such a big part of streetwear? I think if we go like if, well, I'll answer the question first, and we'll go in the sort of like history diatribe that we tend to always go into with topics like these. But I think the two sort of go hand in hand um, because of it's it's based off this idea of sort of like like individual like preferences so like skateboarding Ooh, is not like really good point any actually. other sport right it's a sport that you do solely by yourself if you want to skate with other people it's your choice but it's something where you have complete and full control of so whether you want to flip the board or you want to you know just ride transition or vert whatever it's it's based on your preference that's a good point and i think when you know people watch people's other people skating yeah a lot of it has to do with that person's style. Yeah. Both how they skate and, yeah. I mean, obviously how they dress as well kind of goes oh, hand in hand, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, there, there's always this balance that I've I've noticed where you could have the best skateboarder in the world with a bag of tricks that just is so deep that they could literally do everything, but they could dress terribly or have a certain demeanor that's, you know, kind of off-putting to people and they'll be considered like the worst skateboarder. Yeah, in I the mean, industry. it's all about personality, I yeah, feel like, you know. It is. Um a lot of the more popular skaters like they have personality both yeah. on and off the board, you know. Yeah. So, and as a good example before we get into the the history lesson is if you've ever looked at this the the, the skateboarders that are part of the Supreme uh sort of collective, right? They're yeah. their team. They're not the greatest skateboarders, you know, in the world, right? They're not competing in the competitions. They're not, you know, huge professionals sponsored by Mountain Dew or Monster or Red Bull, Red Bull, et cetera. Yeah. But they are the most influential because they are their own person and there's nobody else like them, whether it's on the board or off the board. I think that speaks to just streetwear in general of obviously anybody could wear the same you know hundred dollar t-shirt but how you wear that how you hold yourself up while you wear that it's it's it, it says louder. a lot yeah it yeah. says a lot about you as a person yeah and your own personal style i feel like yeah yeah and i think just based off off that preference alone i think that's that's where you start to see like streetwear and skateboarding mix is this sense of individualism it's i can do whatever i want on the board i can do whatever i want off the board and off the board sort of consists of wearing whatever you yeah. want it's almost like saying hey this is me yeah exactly you know? and everybody's always trying to be different in skateboarding and i think that goes back to even like early days where it's like people were trying to do graffiti everyone nobody wanted to be the same where yeah it's like everybody wanted to have their own style same like, shoes yeah. but wearing them with different laces i think that mentality is sort of well like all like not well-rounded but i think it sort of covers you know every sort of um not sport but every sort of sort of hobby or something that consists of wanting to stand out 
And I think that that sort of individualism is important, especially with in, in skateboarding. Um, let's get into the history part. Yeah. Uh, let's go back. So um, I've been skateboarding for about um, 26 now. So sorry, skateboarding. You're 26? 26. No, 25. Sorry, 25. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm 25. All right, I apologize, everybody. Ryan, been, is, <laughs> I mean, he's not all here right now. He doesn't even know how old he is. I've been skateboarding since I was in maybe like third grade. Like we sort of spoke to in the first episode, we pick up everything from our siblings and our, you know, immediate family and friends. So uh, I caught on to skateboarding really early because I saw my brother uh, skateboarding. So this was about maybe like, I think 2000, maybe like 1999, 2000. So it was super early on. But during that time, you sort of learn, I mean, just the basics. You kind of see, you don't see skateboarding in your, your, direct area unless you see like your siblings or whatever like i never saw people at school skating i would only see it yeah when i would like be around my brother's friends so it's just like this is kind of weird like that's true this doesn't exist anywhere my yeah my brother was kind of big on skating in that in that time period like early two like really early Mm -hmm. 2000s like 2000 2001 Yeah. yeah and i think that time that time frame of mid to late 90s and like early 2000s it kind of blends but that is a specific uh time frame in which skateboarding and the the rise of of what streetwear is today sort of was built on now when i'm talking through this sort of history lesson we're going through four different i'm putting them in four different buckets of of skateboarding and sort of the origins and what grew out of it is is special to each sort of time period so Uh, We'll go back. We'll go to, so skateboarding was invented, you know, late 60s, 70s um, as an alternative to surfing. Surfing, yeah. Right? So basically when the waves weren't good, you find other ways to entertain yourself. Yeah, so you put wheels on your, (laughs) put wheels on the board and you go skate. Yeah, you put wheels on a plank of wood and you go ride around and sort of mimic those same actions of being on a wave. Um, just real quick do you think you'd be good at surfing since you skate oh hell yeah uh, that's something i definitely want to do but ain't nobody i can't swim. To like yeah i want to do I'll, that too yeah but I, I would can't love swim, you to like so. for somebody to join me but nobody's like uh, nobody thinks about let me take some surfing. swimming lessons first and then i'll get back to you okay the you reason why i don't want to take that. swimming lessons is because i feel like i'm going to be with like eight-year-olds you could take private swimming lessons okay i'm sure you could who has money for that you you definitely but, do mm, I wouldn't I'm say sure that. you could though if you if you really wanted to invest in in yourself. <laughs> Self love is the best love. Swimming, I mean, everybody has to learn how to swim at some point in their life. Do you'll they? learn. You'll learn it eventually. You never know. Okay, okay. So, all right, let's it's look. like a fifty-fifty shot. Either I drown or I learn to swim. Exactly. In the okay. Yeah, or in the moment when you are drowning, knock on wood. Say you do f- somehow turn into this amazing swimmer that you didn't know was in you. You're like drowning, and then all of a sudden you're just like, "Holy Michael shit! Phelps. I know how to do this, <laughs> Aquaman." No, but um, yeah. So, Anyways, what, were you, what were you saying? Sorry. I think I think personally, I would be really good at, at at surfing. It would take some time. Obviously, they're two different things. The water is way different than doing it on the on the on the cement. All right, pause that. Yeah, <laughs> surfing. Um, in that sense, uh, I'm good at snowboarding. Snowboarding sort of came sort of okay, man. Anything else you're good at? Anyways, while we're at it, you, you ask the anything? question. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So. Um, like we just said, skateboarding sort of derives from this off-season uh, surfing, and sort of the the styles that are mimicked 
off the surfboard or were mimicked on to the asphalt. So um, that's where you start to see it transition into the Dogtown Z-Boys sort of period, which is its own sort of period where surfing and skateboarding sort of mixes and mends together. Um, that's where you also start to see um, notable surf brands come out, of, come out of the blue, which if you really, really, really think about it and you go like, if you were to think of like streetwear BC, it almost derives from these surfwear or these surfwear brands. Like what brands are we talking about? So we're here? talking like um, Stussy, Stussy comes out sure. of the early yeah. 80s. Um, you have people like um, some of the brands that we're pretty familiar with now, like Hurley, Billabong, those sort of brands like in the early 90s with when surf culture was, was sort of at its peak. And that's where a lot of those companies come from. And from there, you get the idea of like, okay, if I'm going to screen print, and this is basically what Sean Stussy's sort of origins are, right? Sort of screen printing his own designs on surfboards. Yeah, I mean, transitioning yeah. that into doing that onto clothing. T-shirts, yeah. He yeah. was a surfboard shaper before he yeah. started his clothing brand, so. Yeah, and it only makes sense. Like, um, if I'm going to promote, promote myself, I mean, my T-shirt and that's, is And that's almost thing. like the DIY aspect of streetwear, you know? Like, yeah. in the very early days of streetwear, you streetwear didn't exist even, yeah, you know? You were exactly. just doing it to do it yeah. because you wanted to. And at the time, like, before the the whole... Have you ever watched the Lords of Dogtown movie? No, I actually have You ever watched that? It's, no. a good, it's a good movie. Um, that is where skateboarding became cool. So prior to that, skateboarding was considered a toy. Um, competitions and stuff were, were looked at as kind of silly. You know, you ever see the guys just, like, standing on their wheels and just, like, hobbling around. They weren't doing, like, the tricks that we see nowadays. They're just kind of, like... It was almost like um, watching, like, ice skating. It was just, like, majestic and, like, sort of lame but then with the the lords of dogtown crew and the and and sort of what they brought into it it was this form of just anti-establishment of just like we're gonna do whatever the fuck we want we're gonna skate on whatever we want we're gonna defy the odds and and create this whole new wave of of doing this which is skateboarding let me let me just ask you this real quick uh what's your opinion on longboards what do you what do you think about those okay this is this is the, right, here we the go. this here is we go. the struggle get good. because any any true skateboarder hates longboarders. Very true. Hates longboarders. True. Hates anybody on an electric skateboard. Also true. Um, if it's not a, a like a skateboard skateboard, it, it it's just it's super frowned upon. upon. Super <laughs> frowned upon. Um, that that uh, that's only their like one piece of the hate. Now, if we get into like BMXers and rollerbladers. That's a, a separate type of hate, but I think just in general, n- nah. If you're not, if you're, if you don't at least learn how to skate, like initially, like the real way first, and then you can transition to that. Cool, fine, by all means. Maybe you get lazy, you know what I mean. Maybe you get hurt, and then you have to do something where it's a little bit like easier to get around. Fine, but if you don't, it's all about putting in the in the time. Are you good, man? Are you, are you good? Do you need a breather? There's you a seem lot a little, of there's, there's a lot, a lot of animosity. There, I feel a, like coming there's out There's a lot of, you right of animosity behind longboarders in general, just because it does derive from like I went to a school where it's like like a campus where you could skate on. So if I'm the only one skating on an actual skateboard, and there's all these longboarders with like no shoes on and like. Just, okay, what high school did you go to? It was a college. Oh. But it, it was just oh, like, it's just one UCS, of those. Shout out UCSB. It's just one of those things where it's just like, it's like, I almost call it like an appropriation of of skateboarding culture in a way. I get it. Yeah, Should yeah, I dive I see deeper that. into that one? No, that's, that's sure? cool. That's, right. 
Yeah, yeah. That's how I do you, man. But yeah, I respect it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Okay. So (laughs) back to the history. (laughs) You got me hot right now. But that's good. That's good. Um. I I don't think I've ever been asked that question. Um. But I already knew the answer. But anyway, (laughs) it's good content right there. All right. Cool. Um. So we see the the whole Lords of Dogtown um crew come out and what what we pull out of that in sort in terms of streetwear sake we see things like vans right we get vans footwear we get um like the stussy the the surfer surfer streetwear clothing companies that we all uh know and love and that's just one piece so that's the introduction of of where sort of streetwear and in, in, in this action sport if you want to call it a uh, community sort of meshes together. And then um, we transition to, and there's just this little lull period, right? From sixties and seventies till you get to like mid nineties, early to mid nineties, where you start to see like, um, like, uh, let me, let me tell them the- we think oh oh you got okay, it. i got it i got it all right so you see it sort of transition to this lull period and then you get um the tony hawks right you get the oh, the, the, yeah. the pal peralta yeah. the um the whole like mark gonzalez this is that sort of upbringing of, of new skaters where it's just like okay like there was that old like surf style skating now there's where you get actual street skating so um if you're familiar with you know, um, any of these names it, it, prominent in streetwear as well, like the Mark Gonzalez, um, the Tony Hawk, obviously. Um, those are some like the two biggest Mount Rushmore names for, for skateboarding. But then you start to see like some of the brands that we that are still current today. Um, shit, there's so many. I can't even name them off the top of my head. You get like shit like thrasher thrasher right you get thrasher you get um supreme even supreme yeah Yeah. you get uh you get all the major skateboard companies that you uh we all know today um like i can name all these names but did you wait hold on did you ever fuck with vision i never did no i never did but that was the shit back then it's like that was kind of coming back back. it is a little bit it is heavily coming back it's it's like flooding urban. Didn't they? Uh, didn't they do a collab with Topshop or something like that? They did a. They they did a collab with um that rapper. Um, was it? No, they did it with a rapper recently. Oh, it might have been Kyle. All right, never mind. All right, you know let's not enough, okay. enough never, about vision. Never mind. Let's, never mind. Uh, next, but yeah, next that topic. that is that is a, a a an era in itself. You start to see the skaters start to wear. Jordans. You ever see those photos of them wearing like oh, yeah. Jordan, Jordan ones? ones yeah, and they're for skating? sure. That is that particular era of bright clothing, um, almost transitioning into baggy clothing. Baggy, yeah. And that's where you start to see this sort of like the like we said in the beginning that individualism sort of exponentially get larger, right? It's I'm gonna wear what works for me, even if it. It's not even meant for skateboarding because you gotta you gotta realize there was no skate shop for skaters at the, at the time, so they were putting together what sort of worked for them. There wasn't a, a a particular shop focusing on this is how skaters should look, this is how skaters should dress, this is the equipment that they need. Yeah, I mean, it kind of just you catered to yourself exactly. in that sense. You kind of created your own style, mm-hmm. like I was saying, both on and off the board. Yeah, and. Like, growing up, people who, like, my friends who skated, it was all about 
you know, showing expressing yourself, but also, you know, for practical reasons. Yeah. Like you wanted shoes that you could skate in. Yeah. You wanted to wear shit that you could skate in. Shoes that are mid to to high top to protect your ankles and your shins. Um, long baggy pants so your legs weren't constrained. You know, yeah, like you want good board feel. Exactly. Like you, want, yeah. you want those types of things. And whether that's from a Jordan or an Adidas model, it was whatever the fuck worked. It didn't matter about the brands to that extent. Now, when we travel from that era of Powell Peralta and Tony Hawk and Mark Gonzalez, and we tra- transfer into, I'd say, like the golden era of skateboarding, right? We see um, skateboarding become highly popular in San Francisco and New York, right? So I think people sleep on San Francisco a lot. Oh is like, like San Francisco is like one of the main cities for skating. It, it, like some, I'm not gonna lie. And as lame as it sounds, every time that I walk on those bricks in Embarcadero, I get this like weird, like butterfly in my stomach feeling. Because like, if you've ever watched some of your favorite skaters, if you do skate, um, then you know what I'm talking about. But if you don't, there are skaters that are household names to this day, like a Eric Costin, a Mike Carroll, like just like, some of the biggest names in skateboarding have skated at Embarcadero. I mean, they've skated like all across the city. <laughs> oh you know? my God. Like you can, I can walk around that area and, and name specific tricks on specific parts of the park or walk down uh, the pier in the Embarcadero and say like, oh, this person did this there and this there. But the funny thing is, and I think, complete diatribe. I think the important thing here to talk about is just the mentality when you become a skateboarder, there's a lot of sort of characteristics that you learn um, just to get a little bit, a little philo- philosophical is you learn things about yourself. You, you realize that the world is a little bit bigger than what you see. So a good example is I can't just look at something as simple as a parking block the same anymore. I can't look at this, something like a, a set of stairs or a red curb the same like it's not just a thing to me anymore it's, it's kind of ingrained it's, a, it's in an your, ingrained in your it's mind a, you look at the world as like a like a playground yeah and you see things that not everybody sees and that just changes your perspective and in and i think that's a a good thing to have um and i think makes that, you more aware yeah and i think that plays a big part in your own personal style because yeah. you kind of see the world through a different lens yeah um so i mean even for me even though I don't skate, I mean, I'm into, you know, like streetwear, fashion, yeah. stuff like that. I see, th- I see things through a different lens than the average person would. Oh yeah, definitely. So I think in that sense, it kind of can relate to people who skate too, you know, yeah. like they, they, we share like the, the same two go together perspective. Like, uh, super well. And yeah. And when we talk about just the a conceptual look into streetwear is we look at each other's pants in a, in a way, not in the sense of I'm looking at your, whatever, but we look at pants in Wait, general as that? like, as like, um, as more than what they are. Right. We pay attention to how high somebody's cuffs are or, you know, where certain rips are in a person's jeans. It's just like a normal person just sees like, Oh, you're wearing pants. Cool. But to us, it's just like, Hey, those, those pants don't look right. <laughs> should I just use a different, like, anecdote? Oh, no, no, no. Maybe go I should ahead. have said, go like, ahead. shoes or something. No, no, no. Go ahead. Keep going with this pants analogy. I feel like I said, yeah, pa- yeah, pants, right? Oh, man. Yeah. But I, <laughs> it's a good it, point. It's just, it's just how we look at things, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter if you skate or not. Um, just having um, an open mind about 
clothing in general being more than just like the clothes that you wear, the clothes that I wear, um, and thinking a little bit deeper into it, then you start to see uh, a whole new perspective, which I think is important for life in general. Right? Wow. Dropping gems right now. Perspective life is important, lessons. man. Like there's, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of people in this world that you you provide just an uh, an idea that's just a little bit outside of the box, and it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's just like you never thought of something like that. You never thought, like, you ever see that? Are you meme? asking me personally? Not you, not you. Oh, okay. You ever see that meme where somebody was like, "Is water wet?" Okay. What do you? Th- okay. What do you think? What's your take on that? Okay. I was thinking about this in the car the other day, actually. <laughs> I think I tweeted this like a few so, weeks ago. I was, I was thinking on this heavy. So water is not wet. But if I were to take water, put it in a plastic bag, and then dip it in water, still not wet. But if, Wait, what? I Did I? Was I thinking like? Yeah, exactly. Water is not wet. It's, it's not. It's not wet. And what is it? It's just in a bag in its current state. Okay, I see what you're saying. So you're saying that water by itself isn't wet. So you're saying wet is being affected by liquid such as water. Yes. Okay. And I think you have to see like like a direct like uh connection. Like for example, if you had if you were able to label water, right? <laughs> no, so here, dumb. look at this. Okay. Watch this, watch yeah, this. Yeah, go ahead. Watch go this. For it. Go you. For it. Say you take water, yeah, and you put red dye in it. Yeah. Right. Then you pour that red dyed water into some normal water and you see that red dye water disperse. Okay. I feel like you're completely avoiding the question. Here. No, you're I'm, just, no okay. I'm about to get there. All right, okay. Go ahead. There. Go ahead. Go ahead. You pour that red dyed water into other water. Yeah. That red dye water is now wet. But it's still water. Like it's just more water. It's so just, is it wet or is it just that, more water? Okay, but if you're trying to figure out if that particular water is wet. And you can calculate where that red dye water is. That red dye water is now immersed in water, making it wet. It's not immersed in water. It's just immersed. Okay, whatever. Okay, but for instance, if I have a glass of water, okay. it's not the water inside the glass isn't wet. No. But if I pour the water onto the floor, then the floor is now wet. Yeah. Okay. So we're on the same page. Yeah. Okay. I okay, got that. But sure. I'm talking about in the sense of can water be wet? You know what I mean? Like water by itself is no, not because wet, but water it can't affect itself. Exactly. Unless wetness is a state of being affected by liquids. Water can't yeah. be water. Water's just water. water. Liquid is just liquid. No, no, yeah, that makes sense. But All right, I'm I glad have, we got that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we are we're on the same page here, but yeah, it's okay, just the okay. way you're explaining it is weird. Yeah. Nah, I, I feel. I feel. Nah, we'll, we'll do. Okay, the, we'll throw up a poll on our on our IG story later, and we'll see. Is water wet? We'll do a, a science experiment. I'm gonna show yeah. you guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna get the red dye out and everything. All right, let's, sure. let's get back into skateboarding. Okay. Um, <laughs> did you ever? You've ever tried to skate? <laughs> yeah, you've seen me. I'm so <laughs> trash. Okay, here. Let me back up. Let me say this. I told you this earlier. I always wanted to skate. All my friends skated when uh, we were in middle school, so yeah. like sixth grade. Um. But I just I never got a I never got a board. Like my parents would never buy me a board. I didn't have a job. How was I gonna yeah. pay for a board? All right, for, from an outsider's perspective, then because uh, for me it's always interesting seeing how people sort of perceive skaters and just like from the outside looking in, just how they act and stuff like that. From the people that you saw skateboarding around you, what, what was your sort of like first inclination or like your sort of what do you opinion mean? that you formed about it? 
I mean, it was like it was like some kids right off the bat. It's like I think that looks cool. I want to do that. No, yeah, for sure. I think that was my view. I think just because a lot of my close friends started skating um, once we got into middle school, and that's when everything kind of came to a point where it was about sneakers, it was about mm-hmm. the clothes you were wearing, it was about like how you skated, things yeah. like that. It all hit at the same time. Yeah. Um. So. That's the reason why I really wanted to get into skating because it had all these different aspects, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a, that's important to to sort of um, get into the sort of the era that like we sort of talked about a little bit is um, where we start to see some of our favorite streetwear brands sort of derive from is this um, early two thousands to late nineties um, skateboarding period. We see the Supremes become really popular. You ever watch the movie Kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much the epitome of skateboarding during that time. It's that kind of like captures the attitude of skateboarding during that does. period, or just New York in general it during does, that period. It does yeah. sort of like where brands like um, Supreme, uh, Fresh Jive, you get fucked. Or Ooh, the brand, fuck. the brand that, that I kind of want to start wearing them again. Yeah, they have they. Their like, like, older pieces have some. Like pretty good yeah. resale they, like prices. They, they, I mean, like they're cheap, is what I yeah. mean. Yeah, yeah. And they always make some quality stuff. Um, what else other than that? Um, a life, like A-Life, all of yeah. these sort of like brands sort of started out by either you know skaters or employees of skate shops, which is pretty funny um, in itself. Um, and just sort of that history of of that attitude right that we talked about in the beginning of individualism and i want to do something different and i don't want to be like anybody else that attitude doesn't you don't just that doesn't come from 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 nowhere you know you have to you have to be doing something that requires creative expression to think like that you know yeah a lot of people think like that everybody wants to be like everybody else yeah and i think that nowadays that goes hand in like like we keep saying man goes hand in hand if if there's anything you could take away from this (laughs) things go hand in hand things (laughs) things relate to other things yeah that's that's what you could take away from this yes perfect yeah perfectly yeah but that's important and um you start to see that sort of exponentially get bigger during this period of, uh, of skateboarding um especially when you have when when everybody starts skating, right? You have to differentiate yourself. You have to do this kick lip higher. You have to ollie higher. You have to, you know, wear your shirt like this, wear your pants like this. You want to differentiate yourself in a world where, you know, there's a lot of people, right? Yeah, skateboarding, for sure. especially, especially with it being the height of skateboarding. I think I read a story one time that um, Embarcadero Center, right, right next to us, um, on like a good day, maybe like on a weekend, you would see two to three hundred kids skating there. How like on a, on a busy day with just like pedestrians, I I rarely see that much. And it, and when I do, it looks like madness. So I could only imagine like where like the epicenter of skateboarding was, whether it being Embarcadero or being in New York. And imagine like that it was really important to this city, like. <laughs> think about like yeah dude that's like that's that's that was like a huge part of just street the streetwear identity of san francisco the street or sorry the skateboarding identity of san francisco like that one little island in the middle of the street yeah it's it's ridiculous and like we can go on and on i just want to give you guys a quick snapshot of the different you know important in my opinion um eras in skateboarding sort of where we see like um, these big conceptual ideas come from, whether it's individualism or 
um, even trends like um, like I mentioned earlier, you know how there there weren't like streetwears created yet or not streetwear skate shops that were designated for skaters. So it's like, OK, what do I wear when I go skateboarding? Right. I go say I'm in, yeah, New, look, say I'm in New York City. Yeah. Right? Let's talk about it's that. What, what would you wear? Shit. What do I wear when I'm skateboarding? I got I, what do you what would you wear? It's cold as shit. Work wear exactly off the top of my head exactly, yeah. and that's what they wore, <laughs> right? Brands like Champion, Carhartt, Dickies, Dickies, um, shit. Like those three alone are probably the biggest, um, like influences early on for skateboarding during that era. Yeah, and you see that kind of trickle over into, you know, fashion now. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a huge emphasis on workwear, and I think a lot of that has to do with it being so big during kind of like the boom of skateboarding yeah. Yeah. and just streetwear in general and how all, both of those things. And there's a huge curveball when we hit the, the, the late nineties or early two thousand or early mid, mid to late nineties is, is the birth of like real hip hop. Right. Yeah. You get, now you get a whole nother twist of, of, of styles. You get baggy clothing, you get sportswear, you get jerseys. Like all, there's such a, huge influence during that time of of how people dress that it was unlike anything anybody have ever dressed it like was before. literally taking something a little piece of something from everything everything like yeah. whether it was sports whether it was hip-hop hey, whether the rapper was wearing it i'm gonna wear it and and it's so crazy because that that is where streetwear is born from right like yeah. we get all of those ideas to where um like you would never see bape create like a like a champion jersey collaboration if people had not worn that in the early 90s you know like if it wasn't like a cool thing to do there'd be no way for them to even make something like that within a collection so there's there's that early influences of really just forming something out of necessity you know if it's like new york and it's 100 degrees what am I going to wear? I'm going to wear a tank top. I'm going to be stylish. I'm going to wear a basketball yeah, jersey. Jersey. You know, it's just yeah. like, just based off of what's there and what looks cool, which at the end of the day is really all we're trying to do, right? Look cool Look with cool. what we have. <laughs> but now let's get into something that's a little bit more relevant. Um, let's, let's talk about modern times because I have a lot of gripes about modern, modern um, skateboard street wear um, brands. Brands. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, some some that actually some brands that actually started as skateboarding companies, Diamond Supply Co. If people didn't already know, <laughs> yeah, um, used to be one of my favorite favorite brands. Um, Supreme, if you didn't already know, uh, Palace, Palace, yeah, a huge one. If you didn't already know, um. What else is fucking there? awesome? Fucking awesome! If you didn't already know, that's a that's a great one, by the way. Um, what else pretty low key there? actually for Super like what it key. is. Yeah, yeah. So good story about that. If you don't, um, if you've never heard of the brand, it was I would say it was like really popular in early two thousands, right? FA. Yeah. Really? I mean, like, er, when did that even come out? I, I would say it came out when I was in like seventh grade, sixth grade. I think the first shirt was fucking awesome across the chest, just the just the print. Like, and the, then you start yeah. to see them. Um, I actually have. I think I have the shirt at home. It's a orange all over print. It's huff, fucking awesome. 
and DVS all oh, over print, all over the shirt. Oh, that's another one. Huff too. Yeah, yeah. Huff. Um, to only right to sort of be born deluxe San Francisco. Exactly, exactly. Um, those are all good points. I think just sort of this the streetwear sort of rises to the top in areas where skateboarding is also super popular. So that's why you saw that's why you see shops like a Huff open up in San Francisco. That's why you see Benny Gold. Uh, be so successful in a place like San Francisco, New York. I mean, I can name a dozen shops. That All are right, still name them there. Um, let's go with <laughs> Supreme and Palace. You have seen right? his like, face. He looked shook I once like, I asked him. Like, you won't, okay, I got it. I got it. Um, you got like a Supreme and Palace. You got like pop-ups like Rip and Dip. That that sort of out of the woodworks. Um, shit, you see, you see a lot of other uh, shops just be really successful because Bianca well, right Chandon. now exactly right Dime, yeah. oh no not dimes out of uh dimes they're out of, of europe no they're not out of europe they're out of some random city um uh but yeah there's okay let's let's talk about that then and i'll ask you because um you have you see them as, as as often as i do so we can both sort of uh provide an opinion on this but there's now an a, an area where skateboarding brands are sort of pushing their way into streetwear and high fashion right you see the um the brands that we see at you know all these different concept boutique stores you see the bianca chandon you see the palace you see the the all-timers you see uh fucking awesome you see like people other than skaters wearing it yeah now i have my own opinions about people who don't skate wearing certain clothing but you tell me about how you feel about um people or these brands that are now transitioning to high fashion such as like supreme or yeah whatever. supreme is included in that too uh i mean like we talked about in the what was that the streetwear gentrification mm-hmm. episode Maybe was like it, the that was it episode. that one yeah yeah um i don't know it just seems like a cash grab to me yeah like it doesn't seem very authentic um i get it like it's you know it allows brands like these streetwear brands to sort of elevate their image of course but at the same time it's not really authentic to who they are yeah you know? so that's you know that's kind of my i think there's on always it. a natural progression for people who skate to want to um maybe like you can't you, you can't be a professional skater all your life right like like a like a boxer you have a specific time frame for how long you could be doing it because once you get too old you're just gonna get hurt and it's not gonna make sense for you anymore yeah no one's gonna be like a pro skater or exactly. start being a pro skater when they're like 50 exactly and there's a couple rare ones that still do it at that age but you're not gonna get that far as often as you think so when you get that old you have to you have to hone in that creative energy to something else whether that be a clothing brand um art photography whatever that's why you see so many of these retired pro skaters do other things yeah like uh like mark gonzalez yeah exactly he he does art now he does art for supreme he has his own skateboard uh board company and it's just another way to manifest that creative energy from skateboarding into works that make money (laughs) yeah i mean at the end of the day wow i actually said that right the very first time first try (laughs) Um, skateboarding is almost like another creative field, you know, it is. even though you, you might be doing the same tricks as someone else, you're putting your own spin on it. It is. Yes. Um, so I think in that regard, it kind of goes hand in hand with everything else, whether yeah. it's like art or, 
you know, photography, uh, yeah. streetwear style, whatever, especially. So, yeah. you know. No, yeah, I'd say so. Now, let's do this because you probably see them too. Let's talk about some of the trends that derive from skateboarding because a lot of people are un, like sort of oblivious that some of the things that they do derive from skateboarding. And Art, yeah. hip hop kind of does it. I mean, but I think skateboarding out of all three pillars that we sort of spoke to in the beginning has the most is the most influential when it comes to how people dress so want me to start yeah. naming off some trends let's see, um, let's see if i can think of some um, just workwear pants wide leg pants, pants wide leg pants crop uh, pants crop pants huge shoelaces shoelace belts oh yeah that was a sure. huge huge trend for a minute um what else let's see uh sportswear obviously big baggy clothing um uh, that was a huge thing uh camp hats like camp caps camp hats um beanies like beanies. small beanies yep <laughs> beanies um, um what else there's a lot man uh over yeah like you said over like shit. flannels flannels, flannels too okay. that's a big just workwear one. in general workwear yeah. yeah um man i say like i would almost say like uh sneakerhead culture derives from from skateboarding i think it, it kind of starts with this idea of running through different shoes or finding shoes that fit your particular style. Um, so maybe that derives into collecting of shoes, I guess. Oh yeah, for sure. That um, definitely, that definitely adds to that. Obviously camo pants and stuff like that. Speaking of which. Yeah, I do. I love these man. I'm, I'm going to plug them right now and I hope that, that one day um, they look out for us. But if you are looking for a pair of cargo pants, I would definitely suggest jumping onto the Rothko bandwagon. They are about $32. They come in all sorts of colors and sizes. You can get them in long, short, regular. Um, How do you, wait, okay, before you keep going, let me yeah. ask you your take on this. What do you think about those like yellow camo pants? Like the ones that you always see, uh, or like the pink ones? What's, I what's think, your take on okay, that? Okay, I think with, that's a definitely, Wait, wait, no with where is with where skateboarding is now which almost completely derives in los angeles with the trends and all that stuff you see all the instagram clips come out of los angeles it's just this flashiness you know there's always been a flashiness but it just does it say trying too hard to it you? does it does okay, <laughs> for sure you could definitely pull them off though if you just wear like, oh super, i can't oh thank you man appreciate you that. as in our the general listener oh, you could right. definitely pull them okay. off if you you know put some confidence behind it and style it the right way but you never know you can definitely pull something like that off but um okay what were we talking about uh we were, we were talking, talking about, about trends. different trends yeah, that came yeah. out of skateboarding and like, i think we named a good amount of them like, you guys kind of get the picture chunky right? shoes shoes yeah Ch chunky like, dude, shoes chunky shoes um every sort of style of of footwear now is sort of derived from 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 skateboarding shoes right like um the slim vans with like the vulcanized sole is like a real popular thing um now let's see if we can get into this one because um we're starting to see skateboarding become to become mainstream and when i see in an h&m ad or forever 21 store of you know the person in the advertisement holding a skateboard completely wrong or a girl with Ooh. heels on on a skateboard for like um like a coach or uh whatever girl company um advertisement that shit pisses me off 
And I think, like you said, for brands to sort of latch onto what's cool, it's kind of normal, right? Whether it's latching onto what hip hop is doing or what, you know, pop culture is doing, that's one thing. But I feel like with something deeply rooted into like what people like die for, you know, like blood, sweat and tears for yeah. it's it it is sort of painful <laughs> to see. Yeah, you know? it almost does it almost it's almost a disservice to them. It okay, is. That, no, I it's said that compl- correctly. It's a okay. complete disservice, right? Because yeah. obviously musician musicians hate being bit off of because of all of the hard work they put into developing their craft. And I think the the same respect goes for skateboarding as well when you're putting your body on the line to do things whether it's for money or for personal gain whatever um and then when you see like an entirely different entity come in there and steal that piece of it it's just like you never fell and like you know busted your shin open to yeah i mean to do this, skating you know? was never something that was considered classy or yeah. was considered like you know it was like a it was a subculture it's a we were, it was almost like a yeah, I don't know. It almost felt like you weren't wanted by everybody else. Exactly. At least that's like when I hung out with my friends and they would be skating. Like, no one liked them. Yeah. Like, no one in the neighborhood liked them. The like, outsiders. Everybody, yeah, everybody you know? looked down upon it. Yeah, so. there was a certain certain mentalities that we that we wanted to do. We wanted to. We didn't care about dressing a certain way. We wanted to smoke weed and we just wanted to skate. And that's the only thing that ever <laughs> mattered at the end of the day. But so, I never did that. But most Dad, peop- if you're listening to this, I know you listen to it sometimes. But most people couldn't comprehend. And I think with, with skateboarding now, with where it's at, that's cool. It's popular, right? You yeah. see it on Instagram all the time. Um, they're doing a lot more collaborations with bigger companies like Adidas and Nike. Um, it's It's pretty much out there, but... The big question. Let me let me ask you this because right. I don't think I've ever seen you wear it. Go but ahead. I do know of people that have worn it and have always like they always become sort of like timid when uh, I'm around them when they do wear it. Is when somebody wears Thrasher. Now, if, if you if you don't know what Thrasher is, Thrasher is a skateboarding magazine based out of San Francisco. Huge huge imprint into skateboarding history and culture. Um, just recently, I don't know, you've probably seen it. It's the little flame logos that say Thrasher Magazine on it. Um, that's been ripped off by probably every Pretty brand sure, out like, there. Gosha, a lot of people. Vetmont. Everyone. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Do you think that you have to have a certain like hood pass to wear something like that? Like you have to know how to do a certain trick or know how to be able to stand on a board to be able to wear some like thrasher because that's a there's there's articles written about this on like a day-to-day basis yeah i mean personally for me i don't really wear it just because obviously i don't skate so i don't feel like it's part of my identity so i don't really gravitate toward it in general um for other people I don't know. I, I feel like it's just, it has to do with it being trendy. You yeah. know, it doesn't have to do with anything about the brand. Like I'm sure half the people who are Thrasher have never even like seen an issue of Thrasher or even yeah. been on the website yeah, or anything yeah. like that. And I think that that speaks well to you because you're not the type of person to wear something that doesn't speak to who you are. Yeah. I mean, sense. because at the end of the day, like I, I don't want to waste my money on something that I have. <laughs> That's it's not genuine. I, yeah, that doesn't right. resonate with me. You know? Exactly. Like, there's no point in that. Yeah. So, 
No, that's, that's right. Just, it's a waste yeah. of money. Yeah. <laughs> but I always, I do get that question. I went into In-N-Out one time and I was wearing a Thrasher hoodie and the guy was like, hey man, like, uh, do you know how to skate? Oh, I think you, I remember you telling and me that. I was like, yeah. what? Like I was, I was kind of taken back because I was like, well, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, I'm, this, this hoodie. I was like, yeah, I skate. He's like, he's like, oh yeah, like, are you good? I'm like, oh my God. It was like the, I was like the most taken aback. I was like, sometimes you don't even have, that doesn't even prompt an answer. I'm just like, man, fuck you. I could do whatever I want. But I've got, I've gotten that question a lot from people. Just like, you know, do you skate? Like, how, do you know what Thrasher is? I'm just like, at that point, it's just like kind of boring. Like, I'm just like tired of it. But I, I'm always a, a hater too. So whenever I, whenever I see somebody wearing it and I know for damn well they don't skate, I'm going to be like, yeah, you're you're you lost some points. Wow, you're really judgmental, man. I am super judgmental. I'm I'm a, right. I think I, I if I when I die on my gravestone it's gonna say hater. <laughs> For sure. The haters, the haters. The haters, the haters, the haters got to me. <laughs> um yeah, you, we got anything else? I know this was kind of like there's a lot to cover with skateboarding because of its long history. So we wanted to provide like a, like a good, yeah, like a brief outline. I feel like if it, if you're like completely new to skateboarding or maybe just kind of unaware of the of the connection between skateboarding and streetwear, I hope we did it justice. <laughs> I hope at least this episode can be like a starting point. Yeah, for there you go your deep dive into the relationship between skating and streetwear. Yeah. You know? you, like if anything, we're here to be thought provoking. Exactly. Yeah. You'd be very surprised. Some of your favorite celebrities or favorite, you know, directors, photographers, whatever came from the early nineties era of skateboarding. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Also. Yeah. Like, um, Spike a good Jones. example, Spike Jones. Yeah. Um, Jonah Hill. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's super dope. Um, but yeah. Um, I think that's a wrap yeah, for episode 30. I think 30? that's a good one. I think uh, that was a good sort of history lesson on something that I'm super passionate about. I know you're super passionate about. Um, so, yeah, I hope everybody that's listening to this um, is now sort of interested, too. So um, that's episode 30. 30. 30 weeks, yeah, man. man. 30, 30 weeks in the weeks. book. 30 <laughs> weeks. Uh, yeah. Cool. Episode 30. This one's a, a big one. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. On that note, I'm definitely uh, gonna X that one out of there. All right. Well, All right, thanks, cool. thanks for listening. Guys. Peace. Bye. <laughs>